Hey everyone, welcome to the show. So, it's election time in the U.S., and it's an important one. And it doesn't matter which side you're on, because God knows today you've got to pick a side. There can't just be a, a balance to things. There can't just be a discussion about what's best for America. No, no, you have to pick a side. So, it's all about the red wave. Of course, depending on which side you're on, the red wave is a good thing. The Republicans... Or the red wave is a horrible fascist Nazi thing coming to destroy America if you're a Democrat. How sad is that? When did it, when did it come to that? Do we blame COVID? Do we blame getting locked down and, and just having way too much time on our hands to, to focus on mainstream media bullshit? I don't know what happened, but all I can say is whichever side you're on, sometimes change is good. Let's just put it like that. And if you're like, oh, oh you're definitely a Republican. You know what I am? I, I, I'm really neither. I'm for the right people for the job. I'm for the right people to actually represent everyday Americans. I'm for electing politicians. And yes, politicians inherently, it's their job to lie and, and be shady. That's what they do. But at some point, amongst all that lying and rhetoric and, and hubris, They've got to actually do the job. They've got to actually do something even remotely close to what they were elected for. That's the least they can do. And if they don't do that, well, that's when this happens. That's when it's a shitstorm for the Democrats. Sorry to say, and again, nothing to do whether you're leaning left or leaning right. If you don't do the job, the people are allowed to make a change. That's the one thing that is great about America. That's the one thing that does work when it works. And God knows both sides, whether it's Hillary Clinton or Trump, they're both election deniers. It's so childish. And, and everyone blames one or the other to say, oh, no, no, you didn't win. It was, a, it was a false election. Well, they've both done it. They've both been deniers of the election. And that's the other thing I want to get into. When did it become so complicated to count votes? I mean, we live in this modern age. I get it that, yes, you don't want to just have some app and make it all online and electronic. Of course, the fear is then you're open to, to real election tampering, someone hacking it. Well, I, I think whatever they're doing now doesn't work because there's all these recounts and it takes all night. And then even when it's all counted, the, the loser has a shit fit because they say it, it wasn't legit. Really? That's where we are in this modern world. They can't come up with a logical way to have you present, show your ID. Oh no, showing your ID is voter suppression. Really? Identifying yourself as an American citizen is voter suppression? That's another one that's such bullshit. And sorry, that does come from the left. Oh, you know, the marginalized are, are oppressed and they can't, they can't go vote. You know how, it's funny how they call out racism. You know what racism really is? I think a lot of the liberals on the left are more racist because they automatically assume that if you're Hispanic or African-American, you just don't have the capability to get yourself out of your house and figure out to go how to, how to vote. Really? That's disgusting. That's choosing a group and making an assumption on them and treating them like inept children. Wow, that kind of sounds like racism based on their background or the color of their skin that they can't figure out how to vote. So they're oppressed because the voting system is too complicated. 
you mean the place where there's a big sign that says vote here and you walk in and you tick the ballot and pop it in the box? Holy Christ, all of Americans are able to vote and can figure it out. It's really easy. But still, it ends up such a complicated thing. I really, you know what I do wish? I do wish someone would come up with an app. I wish some brainiacs, who are impartial, by the way, impartial, which is hard to find these days, creating something that is just based on logic and truth and facts, and all it does is have a way to identify you clearly, whether you're putting in your details, whether it's face mapping, although that gets a bit, let's not get into that. I don't don't know if I want my face mapped when I vote, but if they can identify you as you're actually who you are, uh, it's not a a throwaway vote. It's not a dead person voting, you know, which, you know, it's not just someone putting the name of someone else. If they can identify it as you, and then it is a system where you can just vote electronically, boom, hit submit and you're done. Well, counting, again, assuming it's secure and not hacked, counting would be pretty easy. It would be instantaneous and it would, it would not be up for any sort of debate. You couldn't scrutinize it because it would be a solid factual thing. Anyway, that's the first hurdle, just getting over elections, just counting ballots. Again, you'd think would be a simple thing. But let's say they get through that. How did we get here? How did we get so many people and this race being so close because so many Americans, even who weren't on one side or the other, who did not have a particular party, they were just voting independent. How did it become this red wave? Well, again, it's not about, oh, I'm, I'm such an evil Republican. I'm such a, a right winger because I'm talking like this. No, they did a shit job. They're doing a shit job. America is just going downhill. And that's how it works. They're elected officials. They're not a king. They're not a queen. They're not your God. They are just someone that you chose to represent you, to represent your voice. They're not a dictator. And again, I'll be honest, some of the things I I say may sound like I'm leaning right. I'm leaning right to whatever's right. Put it that way. I want the right person for the right job. If that happened to be Democrats, if they had the message that appealed to me, appealed to Americans, then that's what we would vote for. Um, But I'm sorry. I feel like the Democratic Party used to have this assumption that they were on the side of, of the middle class and the poor and the downtrodden. And they're not. Frankly, they are all rich elitists who live in their mansions uh, with all their election money and they don't have any connection to reality. They don't have any true connection to Americans. They live in this bubble and they're, they're just totally detached. And that's what happens. So again, I'm not saying if they have money that they can't speak for you. But I'm sorry, I do believe that a lot of them, most of them, they just live in a a fancy world and they don't live in your world. Um, That was certainly apparent when the illegal aliens, the immigrants, um, again, I have to say illegal aliens because again, sorry to say, but when you cross the border of the country with no official process to become a citizen like everyone in every country has to do. I live in Australia. I had to do that. I had to go through a process to live here legally to become a resident. That's how it works. And then welcome to the club. Join us. Welcome to America. Welcome to whatever country you wanted to join. Join the gang. Get to work. Follow your dream. Work hard. 
do whatever you want. Get, get your dreams. That's the amazing part. And it can happen to anyone. But yes, if I say illegal alien, again, yes. I'm an evil Nazi fascist if I say that. But if you walk across the border in the middle of the night and you sneak in and then you disperse in somewhere in America, ah, yes, you're an illegal alien. So when they brought the illegal aliens, by the way, there have been millions and there were only 50 or so, when they brought them to the elitists' homes and their neighborhood in Martha's Vineyard in a very ritzy neighborhood full of liberals and Democrats, well, they all panicked. They immediately gathered them up and shipped them away to another state. Wonderful. Good job. That, again, was just one of many, many incidents that did not shine a good light on them to show that they are hypocrites. Calling everyone a terrible racist that you're against hundreds and thousands of illegal aliens just crossing the border and dispersing into towns and again you think you picture in your mind it's a it's a mother and her children escaping persecution most of them are adult males many of them are also uh, drug runners or aligned with cartels and i'm just saying yes it could be quite a mixed group but mostly what they're seeing is and they're not from they're not even from mexico they are from all over the world and the problem is is there's there's no control of it there's no process so the point is is it's okay to disperse them in all the lower states down by the border they can deal with it their infrastructure can deal with it they can absorb them somehow they can find them a home and and, and give them money and they can figure it out but when it shows up in an elite area at martha's vineyard where all the rich democrats live nope get them on a bus ship them out that again was just one horrible instance of showing how they really don't get it. They don't even practice what they preach. They couldn't even simply practice what they preach. How sad is that? Couldn't even invite them in for, for a nice lunch. Couldn't even invite them into their homes, to their palatial mansions. Acres and acres of grassland. Couldn't even have a nice picnic outside. That would have been at least a nice gesture. And you're thinking, oh, well, that, that sounds silly. Really? Why? I don't get it. I'm sorry. They're the ones saying to come in, come one, come all into America. The borders are open. Oh, but not here. Not here. Not in our neighborhood. Not in the nice, clean sidewalks of Martha Vineyard. So I'll, um, I'll say it. That was f totally fucked up. And that was completely hypocritical. And that's just one part of, of the numerous things they're doing wrong. They just don't have the pulse of America. They aren't listening to a thing. They just don't get it. Americans are struggling financially. And they're obsessed with the whole the whole green thing. Now, when I get into that, and I've spoken about this before with some friends, I am a full-on nerd. I'm a full-on tech nerd. I'm a Star Trek nerd. I'm all about what's possible in the future. I'm always amazed at human ingenuity and what we can do. The things we have invented to better ourselves. And sometimes even those inventions are rushed. And then through time, we find ways to refine them. And this has happened before in history to not have such an impact on the environment. It's not like there aren't current practices of, of energy producing um, you know, types of plants <clears throat> that aren't all completely just disregarding the environment. They evolve and it takes time. And the thing is, is you can't force it. You can't, you can't 
force people into it when it's not ready. And a lot of those technologies are not ready. They're not ready to sustain populations of hundreds of millions of people. I'm not saying you can't still look into it. It's about options. It's about keeping an open mind. And that's the other thing that upsets me about what it seems to be the whole Democratic Party. When you talk about cancel culture, they are cancel culture. Because if you don't side with them, you're wrong. And that's not my message. I'm not making that up. Watch all the videos. Watch the President of the United States, Joe Biden, tell everyone, if you don't vote Democrat, you're voting against America. I, I've never really heard that before. I've never really heard that. I've usually heard sentiments when it's time to vote to encourage people to get out and vote. Vote your conscience. Choose. Make the right choice that you think is right. You know, I've, I've heard presidents say that in the past, even if it's not about the particular party they're aligned with. And that's the right message. That's the one that resonates with regular Americans to say, vote your conscience. Not vote for a particular party because that's the one I'm in and the other one is trash. You mean the other one that's possibly half of or more than half of the whole country? You want to put out the message and alienate more than half the voters by saying you are fascist, racist, trash, and we don't want you. And you better vote for us. You better get on our side. There is no other side. Well, then what's the point of having even a debate? What's the point of having two sides of a discussion? Then what does that sound like? Holy shit, that sounds like authoritarianism. That sounds like fascism. That sounds like a dictatorship to me. That's the thing. They don't hear the things they say. Uh, don't they have the best writers in the world writing for a president especially? Who writes this shit? Who thinks this will resonate with a normal person by saying, if you vote for the Democratic Party, you're voting for democracy. But by at the same time, in the same token, saying, but if you don't vote for us or else, vote for us or else. Holy shit, adding the or, or else is the exact 1984 Orwellian problem that everyone's talking about. They don't even see that they're it. They can't even look in the mirror and recognize themselves, their own hubris. That's what drives me nuts right now. And that's what's driving everyone nuts. As I said, I wasn't even someone who's that into politics. And I'm not, uh, I didn't grow up either side really. I'll be honest, my, my mom and my family, they probably leaned more Democrat. But again, when you're a kid and you're a teenager, you really don't get into that stuff unless you're you know, a political family and then that's what drives your family. Then, then the kids usually end up like that too. But it's mostly, and yeah, a lot of it probably was COVID. Just you stop and think and you, you, you look at what's best for your life, what you want to do with your life. And I think Americans have done that and they have found again that the current president and the current cabinet and the current side that's in charge is just not listening to the actual people that elected them. And they're just assuming and they're pointing at them and giving them rhetoric and giving them, you know, or else. And that's, that's the problem. That's why the red wave is coming, a change. They want people to be open-minded. And that's the thing about the whole left and right, you know? America, I think they forget, was designed, yes, as a president, but he's not the king. He's not just unilaterally gonna make decisions. Although, again, that's the problem. They have been. They certainly did that through COVID. They made decisions with none of it based on any of the actual feedback. It was dismissed if it was the wrong feedback. If it wasn't what they were aligned with or what they wanted, then it was the wrong choice. So that's the thing again. So with, with power, they're obsessed with going green. 
Well, these technologies, they need to be developed still. So again, take the time to try them out. Try smaller areas. Not just say, nope, we're done with fossil fuels. No gas, no coal, no, no nuclear, which again, you think nuclear, everyone thinks Chernobyl and they think, oh my God, it's a disaster. You know, that was an incident that happened in a particular place, in a particular way, with a lot of factors uh, against it that were not very, let's call uh, safety conscience. Not a lot of OHS going on there. And, and that's what leads to that kind of thing, first of all. I'm not saying there aren't side effects that could be disastrous to that, but for the most part, I don't know why Greens don't have a hard on for nuclear energy, because frankly, it is clean. Um, yes, we need to come up with more intelligent ways to come up with disposing of waste, whatever we're doing. I don't know, send that out into space. But the immediate output of power and the fact there are no, you know, carbon emissions, that should give them a total hard on because it is actually green energy. And, and when, did, when did natural gas become the devil? I, I don't know. I remember in the late 90s, that was a thing. A lot of the buses were going gas and natural gas. Uh, and it was something, again, that could make the U.S. independent, energy independent. Isn't that what any nation wants? They don't want to go begging the oil czars, which they've done embarrassingly, as if we're going to knock them around and go over there and mess with their countries and, and create wars and create regimes and put our own people in and, and try to, in the veil of democracy that we're trying to force on these other countries. Again, that's the problem with trying to force something that, that some people possibly aren't ready with. So you're gonna do all that to these countries, cause chaos and turmoil, upset the regimes, and then go over there and say, oh, can you please give us some oil? Just a little bit. Really? And the answer is piss off and you're surprised? How embarrassing is that for America? Supposed to be a world power. Holy shit. Again, this is what happens when you choose the people in the cabinet and that you've chosen to represent you who really have no idea what running a country is meant to be like. Of actually running a country, a business, running a business, running a country, listening to the people, sitting down and coming up with the best idea, the right idea, not a narrative, not an idea because the people backing you want it. Oh, and that's a tough one too. I'm sure it is. When you're a politician, it's assuming that you're not a billionaire to start with. It's tough. You need money. You need backers. And that is the problem. I, I think it, it will be for some time. If those backers have a particular point of view, you better be on board with that or they'll pull your funding. They'll pull your election money. That sucks. Then you cease becoming anything resembling what you thought you, you were when you started out as a politician, that you wanted to do good, that you wanted to help your local city, your neighborhood, then maybe your state, then maybe your country as a whole. But then when you start getting backed by money that comes from a certain avenue with a certain narrative and they have money on the line, and yes, I'm sorry, it does all come down to money, then you're just a puppet for them. You're just a puppet for whatever they want. And that's sad too. You become that. So again, no wonder they want to elect a different party and a different group of people who might have a different idea. And a different idea that's open to discussion. That's the other thing. So politicians, I always pictured that, yes, they had, they had opposing sides and you'd always see them, you know, filibustering and arguing in the Senate or whatever. But in the end, 
I, I'm pretty sure I still saw conversations with with people on both ends, with politicians on either side. They still would discuss afterwards. They'd still go to lunch afterwards. They would still actually have a conversation. They would agree to disagree. You can do that. You know what I mean? That is possible. You're allowed to agree to disagree. But right now, it's so polarized. You have to pick a side and stick with it. And if you're not on that side and you're not, you're not aligned with their message, you're pariah. You're out. You're done for. That doesn't quite sound like the America, I think, the forefathers had set up. I don't think that's what the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence, which, again, are one of the, the greatest documents ever written. And anyone who wants to cancel culture, the forefathers, again, I think there's this whole nowism. There's this whole, everyone in the past has to be held to the standards of now. Really? So when we were all just barbarians and warriors and cannibalists, they're, they're in deep shit. I'm sure they are. We should go back and, we should go back and get a time machine and murder them all because they're, they're just pieces of shit. You know, no one understands the world that was. I, uh, one of the things I'm passionate about is history, and I feel like kids these days don't even crack open a history book. They just go on TikTok or they Google something or they just listen to the narrative of their fucking left-wing teacher. Yeah, sorry I said it, but that's true. <laughs> Who only again gives them, gives them one side, a narrative that they believe that is their truth, but not facts. And there is a difference between truth and facts, sorry. Your own truth can be based on point of views and lies and it's, it's your truth and you can live it. You can live your truth all you want. Just don't propagate it around don't promulgate your truth if it's not based on fact to try to get more disciples to your cause. So that's the other problem, you know, truth versus facts. There's not a lot of facts going on lately. But yeah, history. Why don't you learn a bit about history so that you're not bound to repeat it? Because I think we are. I think half the time lately we're going to end up repeating history because we think young people think they are just the most enlightened people of all time right now. They're the smartest and most enlightened in history. And yeah, there's a lot, of, a lot of advantages that we have now. There's, there's so many technologies and, and things that have brought us together. But I think those same technologies have divided us. And that's another issue, keeping us very divided is that there's this social contagion and, and young kids get st- stuck onto a narrative and then that's it. They're on board with that without having a moment to take a breath and formulate their own opinion. Wow, imagine that, formulating your own opinion based on having all the facts laid out in front of you. Christ, that used to be called a library. I remember when I used to have to write papers, having to go to the library, having to cite something from an actual book, not just something I Googled on Wikipedia. Again, it's, knowing history is important. Uh, schools, schools in America especially, they need to get back to basics, reading, writing, arithmetic, you know, and, and history, the basics. You know, just get someone ready for the world. Don't start teaching them uh, gender and race politics when they're 10. They'll figure that shit out when their brain has been filled with facts of how to figure out the world. And they can learn how to read, they can go read. All right, make them literate. That's already a problematic in America. That's another reason why there's a red wave and, and parents are wanting to change. Suburban moms, they're blaming suburban moms are turning Republican. And, and guess what? So are Hispanics and so are African-Americans. You're losing all the people that you thought were locked in by default to, to the Democratic Party. Because again, Democrats are totally disconnected. They're disconnected living in their mansions, 
talking their rhetoric. They have no idea what the working men and women who get up every day, who have families and have to go and work and live in America, which right now is just crime ridden and becoming impoverished because everything is becoming so expensive. They think that they speak for the middle class. I think they want to push away the middle class. They don't want a middle class. They want the elite, which is themselves. And yes, this is me preaching a bit, but this is based on the facts that are in front of me. They want the elitist class, which will be them. They're going back to the old days, like, like serfdom. They're going back to the old English days. We've, we reverted from being a democratic, independent nation to going back to having kings and queens, I tell you. So they want to be the elite. And then they just want the poor. Let's say upper, upper poor which is just, just, just barely on, on welfare or almost going to be on welfare. And then, of course, the rest on welfare and having handouts. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I know everyone's situation is different, and anyone can slip so easily. It's so easy to slip and fall in America. That's the other thing that's sad, to, to become dependent on the state for handouts. And then when you get that, when you get the handouts, it's hard to get back on your own feet. That's another podcast, though. Sorry. Uh, as far as... Rather than teaching someone how to fish, just giving them, you know, giving them a handout and then you get used to that because that's easier. Why would you look for a job? Why would you stop doing drugs if you've got the money for drugs and, and you can just uh, have a tent encampment on the streets of L.A. or San Francisco and just live there rent free on the sidewalk? Um, again, I'm not knocking that because it can happen to anybody. It's a natural human thing to find the easiest path through the least resistance. So again, they want, they want that. They want the welfare state. They want the poor and the elite and no one in between. They don't want a middle class. They don't want someone speaking for themselves. And God forbid, they don't want anyone with independent thought. Because independent thought is too close to conspiracy theory, fascists, you know? God knows. But the thing with the poor is they can easily be controlled through money and fear. You can control them. You start controlling everything about their lives, where they live, how they live, how they speak, how they think. You think this is outrageous, the things I'm saying? Okay, well, if you don't understand that this is a real possibility, then you're someone who also doesn't understand why there's a red wave coming and why this election is important for people to finally make a choice to try and elect someone that will represent them. Again, I'm not saying that Republicans have all the answers. Again, I'm not even that political, but all I know is whatever's do, happening now is not working. It's not working. All the Democrats do currently is again, preach to you about authoritarianism and they are the authority. They are the authorities. They're the thought police. Christ, they wanted to do that. The, the misinformation act, the misinformation um, uh, panel they wanted to set up. And now, even though that turned to shit, I'm sure it's still out there in one form or the other. Misinformation. Yes, misinformation. Misinformation is one of those words they love to use that as a buzzword. What they mean by misinformation is anything that doesn't align with what they think. Holy shit. That again, that, that, that pretty much sounds fascist to me. Misinformation is when you say something that goes against what they say. You're in the shit. You're misinforming. Um, and yes, this all also aligns with, with Elon Musk and Twitter. You know, the thing with Twitter, it's sad that, that mainstream media, and I'm sorry, they are so left. They're so left. I even heard it here in Australia on radio, which I didn't even think really had a side. But the news presenter said, uh, Elon Musk 
on Twitter pushing his Republican agenda and views. Oh my God. Just because, all right, he, he did believe that a change is needed and that you should vote Republican for a change. Now look, being the owner of that company, it's up to him how he wants to run it. He probably shouldn't do that as vocally, pick a side, but that's him. And I also think he's someone who is not on one side or the other because he's a bit of a random. He's an unknown Elon Musk. I think he's in the pursuit of facts. I think he's someone who's in the pursuit of knowledge and excellence. You know, um, the Tesla company is again, funny enough, a company that Democrats love. They love green. Fuck, they love electric cars. Plug your electric car in, even though the power is coming from a coal plant down the street. Again, let's not get into that. But yes, they love the electric cars. They love Elon Musk. Ah, uh, ah, uh, ah. Uh. Elon Musk went from hero to pariah in a, in a quick turn of events when he started to even ponder the fact of buying Twitter to ensure it was a fair and open platform. Now, again... It's funny. You've got to listen to the words they say. And if you're someone who's easily sold on something, don't be sold on me. Call me a lying piece of shit. Just go check the facts yourself. Listen to what I say. Have a think about it. You can disagree or agree. But either way, I trust that you have your own mind. I trust that you have your own mind to not be led by someone else. You want to, you want to know what I am? I'm closer to an anarchist, to tell you what. And anarchy isn't what you think. It's not a, guy, a bunch of Mohawk spike hair people out in the streets. Anarchy, anarchy. It's, again about knowing or believing that another human who has the same chance as I do to gain the same knowledge in the world, and we all have the same facts, that based on their position, whether it is an elected official or police officer or someone telling you what to do, they don't necessarily have the right to tell you what to do because they're just a human like you. I'm just saying that's, that's more where I'm at is and live and let live. Let me live. That doesn't say I don't believe in rules and law. Of course we do. We all have to. We live in a society, for God's sake. It is about do unto others as you would have done unto you. Sorry that these sound like scriptures, but they are. And I'm not even overly religious. I'm just facts are facts. Logical statements are logical statements. If it came from the Bible or it came from Einstein, logic is logic. You want Einstein? The definition of his insanity is doing the same thing over and over, expecting a different result. Well, sorry to say, that's what's been happening in America with the Democrats. They keep doubling down on their narratives, and the result is the same each time, and now this is what happens. So, yeah, you know, you know what I am? I'm about independent thought and independent life and less government. So, again, if that means I'm leaning more towards Republican, maybe I am. I don't need the government to come fix me. If I need something, I will seek it out. If there are advantages to living in the U.S., and there are, of course there are. It's, it's about everyone having the same chance to build something for themselves and in the community they live in, who is also building it together and all the homes and all the shops and all the trade. And then, and then further, your community is the state. Do you all have the same ideas about, about working hard and 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 making a, a good place to live, good neighborhoods, happy neighborhoods, safe neighborhoods, safe communities. That, that's all it is. And the government, well, they're there to protect us from, from the outsiders. They're there to protect us if, if war is coming. We have armies, we have Marines, we have the Navy. The government is there so we can have a discussion when it gets beyond city, state, 
and it becomes a bigger decision. You need further help. I'm not saying someone to come dictate, but someone to help you, not someone to come around and start dictating. So yeah, less government, of course. If that's more Republican, what can I say? It is what it is. Uh, in the end, though, like I say, how did this come about? How did the red wave come about? Change. The desire for change because what's working is not helping Americans. It is not helping their lives. And they just can't, they can't figure it out locally because a lot of things are coming down, unfortunately, from the White House. They're coming down, being forced upon them, whether it's the energy narrative or... Or, or whatever narrative they're trying to sell, identity politics, and making the regular day-to-day -day things not as important, safety in their, in their homes and in their city, and, and just trying to get through life. I think we all have the same dream. We just want to have a good life, a happy life. And, um, and that's it. So when the current party is not doing it, you make a change. And that's why we're at where we're at. So Again, I don't, say, I don't say vote one way or the other. I just say vote your conscience. Vote how you think will be the best way through to make change. Elect someone that's actually going to listen to you. Elect someone who has an open mind. And again, Democrats say they have an open mind, but they totally align with cancel culture. And you know what's sad about cancel culture? They don't have an open mind. Because if you even stop to say, well, my feeling is this based on this, even if it's based on science, and a lot of times it is based on scientific facts, or it's just based on s a feeling that I have, a, ch a choice that I want to make. That is not affecting them, by the way. It's your own choice for your own personal life. You're canceled because it doesn't align with them. You're done for. You'll get yelled at with rhetoric. That doesn't sound very open-minded to me. Christ, you knock the Catholic Church. Catholics and Christians are more open-minded than that, to a point. <laughs> Not with everything. But I think they're willing to have a discussion, usually, at least. And that's the thing. If they're not willing to sit down and have an open discussion about what's possible, about what's possible in this amazing universe, in this world, with the human mind, with the human spirit, if you can't stop and have a conversation about what's possible, and then in the end come to at least a middle ground or, or progress into, well, I didn't agree completely, but I think we can do this as a compromise. Well, sorry, compromise. Welcome to life. Welcome to every man and woman relationship in the world and relationships in general and the world. Often is compromise. But sometimes you get to the right place. When you have someone who says, you're wrong and I'm right, and furthermore, starts labeling you and calling you Nazi or fascist or despicable or... Holy shit, I think that's not the right person. I don't think that's a well-balanced, mentally healthy, mentally mature, emotionally mature person. Simple as that. So you try to vote for the people who are grounded, who look you in the eye, and I know politicians lie, it's their job, but if you find there's a piece of the truth that you know they're gonna stick with because in their heart they can't do anything different, if you know it's something they're passionate about, and besides that they have to play the political game to get there, they've got to play the game, I get it, to get high all the way up to the White House. To get to that point, you have to have played the game, 100%. You can't be altruistic all the way along, sorry. But if you find a glimpse in them, then that's the right choice, I think. That's the choice. The one who will speak for you. So that's all I can say for voting. Choose the government that will speak for you. 
All right, now I do have a job, so I got to go to work. But uh, I'll be back with more, and I hope you enjoyed that. And be sure to share and subscribe, and uh, I'll catch you later. Be sure to vote. See ya.